Good morning. I guess I should say happy Advent season, right? Yes? Can I say a word about all this wonderful stuff that happened this morning? Was that not wonderful? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I want to say to those of you who are sitting further in the back, I had a first row, front row seat right here to see these kids and their faces. You all missed out. I'm just saying. You got to get, yeah, I mean, that was just amazing. The joy and, and just whatever happened in their heart that made those faces look like that, that was special. Can I say something else also about all the stuff that is going on? I'm afraid too many of us are are just feeling way too familiar with that scene we had of those in the car, yes? Make sure you rearrange your life so what matters matter and what doesn't matter becomes secondary or tertiary, yes? It is so easy to get overwhelmed and push, put what is back uh, what is really in front uh, to the back and what should have been been uh, in the back, put that up in the front. And, and I, I say that from the depths of my heart. I'm reminded so often, I, in a college class years back in a, a different place, actually a different state, uh, we got into something about reordering our lives, and well, I forget what it was. Uh, and I said kind of in passing, and this was a room full of, of uh, freshmen, if I remember right, uh, and I just kind of in passing was saying, you know, uh, whoever came up with the idea that it was more important for parents to always work and just so that they could, quote unquote, provide a house that was so large that we couldn't hear each other. And one of them stood up just to the church, just in the middle said, yeah, I hated that. That was so terrible. I hit a nerve. I, you know, it was kind of a side remark. You hear me? It was just an expression of, of just straight from his heart that, yeah, I wish priorities had been different. And I think that this is a time when we can think about that. So I want to talk to us this morning about finding the song of Advent. Finding the song of Advent. If you have your Bibles, you can find Luke chapter 1. And, and I want to invite you also, those of you who are joining uh, also online from wherever you are uh, at this moment, we want to invite you to be part of this fantastic fellowship that is here. But also, where you are right now, if you find a Bible or you follow on the screen just a little bit from, from Luke chapter 1. There's something, though, about about having uh, a book in your hand, maybe even a pencil. I'm going to mention a lot of things that some of you might want to just uh, uh, take notes from. I'm, I'm so blessed with so many kind notes and cards uh, from many of you. Also, those of you that I have never met who are uh, watching and, and looking from home uh, on, on, the, on the mornings on Sunday when you sit and you participate in, in God's Word here. So uh, be ready with this. And let's just think about Advent for a season here and think of it how that is about promise and fulfillment. You know, promises of old that comes and finds its fulfillment. It creates a new song in our heart. And we see it in the Old Testament, right? Where, where, the, where the prophets were, were 
promising and, and speak, spokespeople for God as they were, uh, they were promising that the day will come when God again will be there and dwell among his people. You can just go one place to, to not scatter yourself all over scripture. And if you go to, uh, Isaiah, for example, well, Isaiah, uh, and you, uh, and you look at the chapter seven where the announcement is that the virgin shall be with child, a son shall be born to us, and his name shall be Emmanuel. And you go on and, and you look at chapter nine and you see here uh, the the speaking here, 800 years before the birth of Christ, this promise, this prophecy, this declaration that this will happen, right? The people walking in darkness will see a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us. And you flip one page and you get to chapter 11 and you, you see a shoot will come out of the stump of Jesse, right? And the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and a spirit of knowledge and understanding. Promise. And then comes fulfillment. We, we, we see that. The, those of you who know scripture, and if you don't, uh, you know, I'll encourage you to read during this time these early chapters of the Gospel of Luke, for example. Talks uh, in chapter 2, right after the birth of Christ, about two people. Now, they're not quite as old as some who are here this morning, right? Because we heard that there was one here, at least one, who was here since the beginning of the church. That was 1869, I'm just saying. (laughs) But Simeon is there. And he'd been longing, longing for the redemption of, of God's people. And when he sees, when he sees the parents coming in and bringing in that, that child, Jesus Christ, he takes him in his arm and he looks up and he says, Now, Lord, you can dismiss your servant in peace as you promised, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Long time promises lived on by longing for the fulfillment. Now fulfillment is here. You see right after that, an 84-year-old widow named Anna, the same thing as she sees that child. She says the redemption of Jerusalem has come. And she started speaking that to everyone around. And so in the midst of all these things, so much to be said about this, let's read this song of Advent, beautiful as it is, speaking about the fulfillment to all the promises, creating a new song in the heart of Mary here. Verse 46 of chapter 1, right after the angel uh, had been there, announced to her that she will be the mother of the child of God. And she says here, my soul praises the greatness of our Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed because the mighty one has done great things for me and his name is holy. 
His mercy is from generation to generation. And those who fear him, he has done a mighty deed with his arm. He has scattered the proud because of the thought of their hearts. He has tumbled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he spoke to our ancestors. Here's a song, friends. First song by an unknown village girl from the hills of Judea. But it speaks to us about fulfillment, about this promise that has come to its fulfillment. It is a song that that is almost revolutionary. It's a song that is a, as deep and as thoroughgoing as it is uplifting. It is a, a song that is as radical as it is beautiful. It's a song that is as lasting and as durable as it is spiritual and relevant even for this moment. 400 years had passed since Malachi has put the last period at the close of the Old Testament. And yet, we find now in this song some words that speak to us with great power. Mary cries out now after 400 years of silence from heaven. She cries out with this great song that in its essence simply says this. It is fulfilled. It has come to pass. It is a reality, not just a hope. Think about this for a moment. I hope when we leave here in just a little bit that you have had a sense. Not only that I have been in the presence of the Almighty God, but I have a new song in my heart. Something that God has done in my life that makes me reset the calendar, so to speak, and recalibrate my life. There's something that is going on. This song resets so many things. There were hundreds of, of promises that still hung in the air, as unfulfilled as this close came to what we now call the New Testament, I mean the Old Testament. It was like a, like a bow that had been stretched almost to the point of breaking, so filled with energy that when it got released, it would shoot that arrow as far as you can even see. It, it was like a coil that had been pressed together, like, like a coil sprang, and, and so much energy is there ready to be released. That's what happened here 400 years later. The landscape and the scenes of the Old Testament were filled with these prophecies. What would happen? Would it come to pass? Is it really possible that this would happen as they had said? 
Think about it. The incarnation of Christ is the promise that God has not forgotten his promises. Yes? Some of you ought to have that sink in in the deepest of ways. Here it is. All these promises, all these prophecies, all this will happen sometime. Now find their fulfillment in the formulation of this song that we call the Song of Advent or the Magnificat that is also called as the first word was that in the Latin translation back in the olden days. But here's a song, friends, that is saturated with Scripture, and I, I trust if you jot a note down that might help you later on as you come around your own kitchen table or wherever you sit to do a little extra study, right? It is filled with these words of longing and anticipation from the Old Testament. But it's set here to a new tune. A song is rising up from this. It comes from this godly woman, a young teenage unknown village girl. Her blood runs Bible. Her breath breathes scripture. It can't stop. It just comes out that way. Her very view of reality, what we call the worldview, is shaped by the stories of scripture. That's how she puts her life together. That's how she finds out what is right and what is wrong. That's how she finds direction in difficult questions. Here it is. She lived in hope in the midst of the darkness that was upon the land. 400 years with no word from God. Roman occupation and all kind of troubles even before that. And here, in the midst of this, she's able to experience that God is faithful. Right when things looked like they were the darkest, she is not at all giving up. If you notice her response to the angel, when the angel come, her objection is not that the promise is fulfilled. Her objection is maybe I'm not worthy of the honor of being the one that carries the child of God. God's word and the announcement that his promises have been and will be fulfilled, changed everything, and created a song in her life. Friends, all I have to ask you, I have to ask myself about that. Is there a song in my life that is just welling up on the inside from this? When we celebrate Advent, is there a song welling up because I now see, do you see, in the midst of darkness, God's promises come to fulfillment? You know, let me, let me just kind of look through that with you and, and maybe point to some things that you may not have seen just at, at the first look of this text. It was a longing of, of every Jewish mother that it would be from her womb that this child would come that was promised by God that would not only save his people, but change 
the world history. We see it all the way back from Genesis, that very early first book of Scripture, when Leah, the wife of the patriarch Jacob, exclaims after she's given birth to a son, said, now all the women will call me fortunate. And probably some did in that little area. But no one stops today to do that. Whereas now that promise, that yearning, that longing has now come to fulfillment in these very words. As Mary repeats them right here. Surely from now on all the generation will call me blessed. The statement of desire, of longing, of hope found its fulfillment right now in the coming of Christ. And a new song was created. A song of Advent. Are you feeling it? Uh, This is a real question. It's your life, friends. Right? Are you sensing it? This comes again. And again, this joy that, that overwhelms in the midst of all that. And, and you see also how, how she in, in this, this beautiful, beautiful song, she's kind of summarizing all the cries from the poor and, and the rejected and the, the downtrodden. When she cries out to say, oh, the mighty one, look right here in verse 48 here again, the mighty one has looked with favor on the humble conditions of his servant. It was Hannah. She was the mother of one of the early prophets we call Samuel. You can read about him in 1 Samuel. If you don't know where that is, just look in the table of content. And read about that prophet Samuel, his mother Hannah. She was one of these women that, that the old Hebrews called the anee, the, the poor, the downtrodden, the, the who knows who they are kind of folk. And she cries out. With that very thing, she calls out with the words, asking, Lord of hosts, do not forget us. Let us not be forgotten. And here it is. Remember me in my misery and my affliction. And here, as if all the tongues of all those who are cried out in their affliction and their misery, say, God, where are you? Can you not see me? All their voices are now collected here in this song of Advent that is rising up. Oh, yes, I do see you. I heard you. I am also hearing your cry. Maybe this is you this morning. Maybe it is you wherever you're seated. It could be anywhere. God has heard your cry. That's the promise of Advent. Look back in the text. Some of you will remember months back, we had a three-piece or three-part sermon series on on the prophet of Habakkuk. If you didn't hear it then, didn't have time, then go back and you can find it on our on our website. 
think that might help you even with that. And Habakkuk is known as this, this prophet who expresses doubt in the midst of his faith. He, he's the one who expresses kind of a, a difficulty and, and contradiction in the midst of his trust. And, and he's trying to figure out what's going on in the world. I can't make heads or tail of anything. And then he ends his whole prophecy by these words. I will rejoice in the Lord, the God of my salvation. That's the conclusion after all these other things. Some of you will remember that. And now, look, what was his last words becomes the first word from the song of Advent. My soul glorifies or praises the greatness of the Lord. And suddenly, friends, all those who have ever had doubt in the midst of their faith, all those who have ever, ever found themselves being frustrated about the contradictions that seem to be there when it comes to God's involvement in our lives, they suddenly find a tone of fulfillment right here. When they heard this young lady sing that praise. Yes, I was there. But God heard my cry. He is there. He will be there. He is faithful. The one who came is the one who brings not only the hope, but the reality of fulfillment right here. I need to kind of round that side of it up, but it is so packed with stuff. If if you kind of know the Old Testament a little bit, there's a, another prophet. You can look them all up if you want to. Right? His name is Micah. It's kind of like a cliff note version, if you will, of the book of Isaiah. A lot faster read the seven chapters of Micah than the 60 chapters of, of Isaiah, yeah? You know, he prophesied about the same time, right when Jerusalem was being destroyed, when, when the temple was leveled with the ground. And he said, well, at the end, after he'd gone through six chapters of, of difficulty and what God's judgment may look like, he says, but, chapter 7, you are a God, he declares, who remembers his promises. You are a God who remember his people. And what was like a cry of hope and need from the prophet Micah, here became, becomes a statement of reality on the lips of this young girl who taught us the song of Advent. So much to be said. Look here at verse 54. Oh yeah, surely he, God, had helped his servant Israel by remembering his mercy. Exactly, yes, Micah. This is it. 
And so you're asking, what is the importance of Advent? Well, thank you for asking. Much in every way, maybe even everything in every way. What if there had not been an Advent? Then the announcement that God has sent his son, his name is Jesus Christ, there's salvation through him, the promises of old have come to fulfillment in him. What if? Well, more than anything, it would have meant, it would have meant that we would still have lived in frustration. It would have meant that everyone who ever cried out with the prophet Habakkuk, that, that life is so full of contradictions and, and faith is difficult and doubt is welling up. They would never have heard someone say, yes, but I heard that cry. And I'm here to give you the answer. There, there would never have been any kind of, that cried out like, like Micah. Who has ever looked to God and said, God, why don't you remember us in your mercy? And I'd have heard, God says, I do remember you in my mercy. Look and ask yourself, am I sensing the song of Advent redirecting my life, putting it back on track? There's a song that begins to sing in the midst of my frustrations. The Advent reminds us that God has not forgotten his people. He has not forgotten the creation. He is here and he comes to us to walk with us and to dwell in our midst. Yes? That is true in your life individually, each of you me, all of us, those of you who are listening from afar. But it's also true for all of us, for this church. The song of Advent, the fulfillment, the promises of God as expressed in his holy word. But, but I need you to see also how it changed the creates a difference not only in, in, in the way we understand God's word, it, it creates a difference in the way we understand even personal faith. How we relate to God. Look at, look at Mary. Look at her here. And notice what's going on. 2,000 years had passed by since the first disciples heard the angels say when they, said they were looking up and they say, the one you saw ascended to be seated at the right hand of the Father, he will come back in the same way. And maybe we begin to think, I wonder, is this all made up in my mind? Or can I trust it? And Advent reminds us, and that's the basis of the song too, that, that we know that he who kept his promise the first time will keep it also 
the second time. And so the whole element of personal faith is changed by this. And I want you to notice how she speaks and how she communicates that personal faith. It is both a personal thing for her. Look at the first half of the song until verse 49. It's all about me. God spoke to me and he promised me uh, he will bless me, all of that. And then it changes. And it becomes about us, about his people, about his creation, about the whole world. And, And you need to hold these things in tension to realize the power of what is going on in this Advent message, that it is for you absolutely. God cares for you personally. He knows your issues, whatever they may be, and cares. But it's bigger than that. It's also all of us together. So many of us have gone through a very difficult time, some over many years, and Some over just briefer times and life can be hard and relationship difficult and so on and so forth. Even the church, we as a body of of believers have had some difficult weeks preceding this. But here's the message, the song of Advent. I have heard your cries. Fulfillment has come Christ will be, he will dwell in our midst. Don't miss this, friend. It will change everything. I want to, I just want to say here as I round this up, the way she approaches this will change the way we think, even about our own faith. Look at it. Not only does she speak devotionally, she speaks emotionally. And she speaks confessionally. In terms of devotion, notice here, she doesn't get lost in her own kind of person, who she is and her own identity. She said, my soul praises, glorifies, lifts up, exalts. That word that is used right there, translated with praises the greatness of here. That word cannot mean anything other than lift it up where I see myself as being under him. Not parallel, not above, but under him. The devotion that is clear. And then comes, of course, the emotion that follows that word that that is translated here. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. That word is a Hebrew way of saying everything about me is wrapped up in my devotion to God. My life is so filled with this jubilation of seeing his fulfillment that everything that is me is part of that. And then notice how that leads to a confession. When you get your priorities right and you see that he's the one to be exalted, not you. And that emotional engagement with that, I throw everything that is me into that. It flows out in direct confession. And she calls him my Savior. 
You notice that? There's no, well, you know, I'm the guy, one God chose to be the mother of the child of God. None of that. When you find her in the end of the life uh, of Jesus, she stands at the foot of the cross, just like all the others, and called him my Savior. When in the other room, she's with all the other believers waiting for the Holy Spirit, that it would be poured out upon her like on all the other believers. Oh, God, my Savior. That's, that's her confession. Can I ask you last time, is there a song rising in your heart? If you're asking, why do we have Advent? Well, I just told you. Changes everything. Darkness becomes light. What is nothing but a hope and longing you can point to? Well, we hope so. Now is it, it came to pass. And it will come to completion. Even later. As he comes back. I look at the clock and things are. Running too fast. Yes. But don't let this Sunday just pass you by, friends. I'm going to ask you to stand. I know we're not accustomed to doing much of that here. And we certainly don't want to make kind of a big show out of things. But, but it is significant. With all that's going on in our private lives, individuals, families, and church, that we don't take this lightly. It's got to be a new song welling up from the inside, yes? Let it not become Advent just because it happens every year. May it happen in your life. So we're going to invite you up. There are some of you who say, I don't know, even know what you're talking about. You may be sitting at home. Call us, and we want to talk to you. But even here, I need to know the one called Jesus Christ. Because I need that new song in my life. I don't know many people that do not need a new song in their life. Some of you say, you know, I have been away from church for a while. Or or I haven't really found a church since I moved here. This will be a great time. Love to pray with you. Want to be part of seeing this song grow. Imagine this. As Jesus changes everything. This will be open, and we'll be here to pray with you. If not, you don't feel comfortable doing this, just call us. We want to see you change. Let's pray and let's sing.